Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I've got a very, very interesting uh, chick street for you today. And I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you on a little journey. Please do. Now, this one got me quite emotional again. You know I get a bit emotional. Yeah. This one got me angry emotional. Oh, I can tell. I mean, they all do. I can tell. Because of the extremely frustrating yep. things that Did women... a little bit of poop come out then? A little bit of wee, actually. A little bit of wee. Okay. I'm going to start with a quote. Yep. Any girl can look glamorous. Mm. All she has to do is stand still and look stupid. Oh. Do you know who said that? I'm thinking it's like someone like a Frank Sinatra or... Mm-hmm. Dear. It was. Well, it was a woman, though, said it. Oh, a woman. Okay. A woman that I'm doing this week. Oh, no. Her name's Hedy Lamar. Hedy, last week you did Hattie. I know. I thought that. And I'm sticking, actually, with the same era. I mean, Interesting. not last week. I mean, last time. La- another time. Hattie, another yeah. time. Yeah, I did. And I don't know how I ended up. It wasn't. It w- this is a complete coincidence that I've stuck with the same time. Yeah. Because I went after Hedy because of something that she has done. But it turns out that she was very famous during the same time as Hattie McDaniel. Okay. Okay. So Hetty was a screen goddess, Uh right? Yeah. Absolute. Anyway, Hetty was the actual model for Snow White. Oh, wow. And she inspired Catwoman. She was so beautiful. She has whiter skin. We have her to blame for all of the... um the ways that we've been told we're supposed to look. Oh, absolutely. Well, she's just the, the beginning. No, oh, she's just okay. a part of it. Yeah, okay. Uh, she was known as the most beautiful screen actress ever. Okay. She was living also a double life. Mm-hmm. She had one of the most recognisable faces of her time and she says she was never seen for who she truly was. So who is she? Who is Here she, we go. Really? Here we go. Hetty was born Hedwig. <laughs> Hedwig. It's such a great name, but we could never have Hedwig in this country. You couldn't. Imagine calling your kid Hetty. Hey, Hetty. (laughs) Oh, just go and give it to Hetty. What? Give Hetty a go. (laughs) Stop it. All right. Hetty was born Hedwig Eva Maria Kiesler in Vienna, Austria, Mm -hmm. on November 9, 1914. Of course, she was a Scorpio. She says her mother wanted a boy, but her dad was so happy with her because she was different. Her mind was amazing. Oh, that's nice. At the age of five, she took we a part of music send box. This one back. Huh? Nothing. What did you say? We won't send this one back. We'll keep. We'll keep it. The girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're looking to love this girl. All oh, right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. That's yeah. just Pete. The drinking. mother wanted a, a boy called George. Georg. Oh. Georg. Oh. <laughs> <Gayorg>. Specific. <laughs> Gay org. Anywho. Pete's drinking. Yeah. Can you hear him? Yes. Anyway. Continue. Um, at the age of five, she took apart a, a music box and put it back together. Oh. Hmm. She... It's very thirsty. Don't worry about it. It keeps out like, like you Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, she had a very curious mind. Her father taught her as many things as possible, how things were made, built, how they worked. 
they were quite inseparable, the two of them. Mm -hmm. She adored her father and associated invention with her father. They lived in the 19th district of Vienna in a very fashionable area. Mm. Heavily Jewish, but very artistically inclined. Her parents were assimilated, wealthy, cultured Jews. They took her to the opera, the ballet, the theatre. Her favourite subject at school was chemistry. Mm. In another life, she might have become a scientist. Mm. But that path in life was derailed by her beauty, Annie. Oh, gosh. Derailed. Derailed. By the time she was a teenager, when she walked into a room, conversations stopped, literally stopped. Wow. She was, and she was really fascinated by the power that she had, so she would play with it. She'd see what she could do. And she was a, you know, sassy little teen. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. She went to that beautiful. I know. People go, oh. oh." I mean, and when you see photos. Like Sissy. Sissy Yes, Sissy's the same. I know. When you see photos of Hetty as a teenager, like, with the no makeup on, mm, just mm. you'll see. Okay. Just the na- natural, and you can see. So you Google her. Just right imagine now. Snow White. Yeah. Just that perfect porcelain skin. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, don't. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. No, go on. Do it. No, I'll show you. I don't want you to see something. I don't want you to see something. Okay. Don't, don't do it. All right. But I'll show you, okay? Yeah. Okay, so this is Hedy Lamarr. You know her, okay? Oh, yes. Yes. Screen actress. She was just stunning. Stunning. So she just had this perfect, you know, Mm. everything. She's got that classic Hollywood glamour. She was the classic Hollywood screen goddess. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that she couldn't. They didn't know if she could act on Anyway, we'll get yeah. there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so she went to a photographer as a teenager to have her photos taken, both with her clothes on and off. Mm-hmm. And you can see mm-hmm. photos of her without her clothes on. She's stunning. Mm-hmm. She lived in a society where there were many prominent women who not only had incredible careers, but loads of lovers. Oh, Artists there could have certain liberties that they would not find in normal society. So she was brought up. You know, pretty liberally. It's a bit bohemian. Yes, isn't it? very, yes. very. She literally went to a sound studio and asked to be a part of the movies, and she got a walk-on part a few days later. Oh, just like that. Just like that. Yep. In 1933, she made a Viennese film called Ecstasy, mm-hmm. and it made her world famous. She's a little Austrian girl who appeared naked in the film and simulated an orgasm. Oh, that's very raunchy for very. those times. 1933. Jeez Louise. The Pope denounced it and Hitler refused to play it in Germany. Oh. So, yeah, put her on the map. So she got married at 19, um, but her new husband, Fritz Mandel, Fritz. great name, Fritz, kept her like a trophy wife. Mm. He was much older than her and he was a very successful businessman who was in armaments manuf who was an armaments manufacturer what's an armaments? he was allied with and supplied arms to the nazis oh okay arms armament armaments but he only wanted hetty as a decoration and she was bored out of her smart mind that's so cute i know just be pretty oh, could you just so be pretty? pretty just smile a bit more hetty yeah he he had the maids always spy on her like listening on her conversations on phone calls and things like that. One night during another boring dinner party, 
where all she was expected to do was be pretty. Um, she drugged a maid's tea with a sleeping pill and she stripped the maid and put on the maid's clothes. Yes, she did. Got all of her belongings, which she'd already sewn all her jewels into, into the, lining the lining of her oh, clothes. That they did that. And she crept out and she rode away on her bicycle. Yes, Queen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so also by now she was contending with Hitler telling everyone that the lead actress of that popular film, Ecstasy, was a Jew. Okay, and it was at this time in 1937 that Jews were starting to not be allowed to do certain things. They had curfews and gradually were denied more and more civil rights until, well, you know what happened to the Jews in Europe at that time. Okay, this is not where that story is going. Okay, her father was so stressed out by what was happening, he had a heart attack and died. He was stressed out because just because of the curfew, all the, the things oh, like okay, this, right. you know, all the graffiti that was starting mm-hmm. on, you know, it looked like it was going to get really bad. Yeah. And he was so stressed he had a heart yeah. attack and died. So oh. this was a huge turning point for her. Mm-hmm. She was traumatized and she was changed. Yeah. Her parents had friends in England, so she went there. London was a safe haven for her while she figured out her next steps. Mm. Mm, what to do? What to do? Mm. With my life. She found out that MGM made American films Mm -hmm. and she found out that Louis B. Mayer of MGM, that's Metro Goldwyn Mayer, was in town. He was buying up all the actors and actresses fleeing Nazi-occupied Europe and enslaving them for really cheap money. Yeah, good guy. (laughs) Good guy. (laughs) Yeah. He was just like, I'm going to take what I can get and offer them nothing. Well, anyway, so, and she decided she wanted to be in American films. Mm -hmm. There you go. So she had a friend take her to his hotel and she met him. She couldn't speak very good English, but understood enough to know he was offering her $125 a week. And he reminded her she'd have to keep her clothes on. So she goes, thought about it, get fucked. (laughs) (laughs) She said no and she walked out. Ah, then she bought a ticket on the ship that he was heading back to the States on. Yeah. And during the first night, she dressed in her couture gown and the only jewels that she took taken with her, yeah. she, all, all that she owned, yes. she did herself up to the nines. Oh, and then she, love it. she went to the dining room and she asked where Louis B. Mayer's table was. She walked past his table and his eyes, along with every woman and every man's eyes in the room, watched her. Was Dua Lipa playing in the background? Mm -hmm. Don't come out. Don't show up. (laughs) Don't stop caring about me now. I know, I said said that wrong, but God, that's a good song. But you can imagine that just playing. Yes. Sasa. Sasa. Yeah. So she walked past his table and he knew... He mm. had to have her. Mm. He knew. He mm. offered her $500 a week. Hang on. It went from 125 mm. to 500 Mm-hmm. Shit. And he signed he her immediately. He was really underpaying them then. Really underpaying them. Shit. Because 125 bucks back then is a lot. That's a lot of money. A lot I of money. I was going to say that's a lot but of money. But not for what they were making. Not for a lot what they were making. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, the movies, I mean. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she needed a new name mm-hmm. and his wife, while out at sea, decided to change her last name from Keisler to Lamar, which is the C. Oh. Lamar. 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 
So that's her new name, oh, Hedy Lamar. Hedy Lamar. So she was the latest discovery, darling. Oh. Since 1939. <laughs> we'll go there in a second. Okay. Executives knew of her naked movie, though. Mm-hmm. She wasn't really getting any parts. As her trial contract was just about to run out, she did an interview with the absolutely most famous gossip columnist, Hedda Hopper. Everyone knows Hedda Hopper. Even if you know anything about old Hollywood, Hedda Hopper. Hmm? Annette Sharp. (laughs) Jonathan Ranch. Jomo. Jomo. Hedda Hopper and Hedy put on the performance of her life. Convincing Hedda that the naked role that she was forced on, that was forced onto her, and she never really wanted to do in the first place, and she was just like, it was, she was really taken advantage of, and Hedda believed everything. Wow. And Hedda did this amazing smart. interview of her. Yeah. So she was offered all of these roles after that. Sis, sorry, I'm just going to tell Sissy to stop licking her foot. She's got to stop licking that one arm yes. or arm or leg. Stop it. Sissy, look at Molly. Stop it. Good girl. Don't you yawn at me. Okay. She quickly went and PR'd the shit out of herself. She really did. I love it. She really did. She's a very strong woman. When you hear her talk too, you'll get that Austrian strength in her. She quickly became one of the most popular actresses ever known. An instant star. She was on the cover of all magazines. Every woman wanted to be her. Every man wanted to date her. Mm-hmm. Women started parting their hair in the middle, mm-hmm. copied her makeup, plucked their eyebrows within an inch of their lives, just yes. like hers. Yes. Oh, and she got married about this time again as well. Okay. You know, a portly man okay. who had many traits that reminded her of her father. Um, she was very in love with him, but he cheated on her. Oh. I'm not going to go into all her marriages. There were five. Oh. In total. And and that's not what this story is about for me. Um, But there were five. And this was her second marriage. I don't say, oh, Jesus, as a judgment. I say it as I can't get a date. I know. And she's got five marriages. It says so much. It says so much. Okay. So Hedy said that people never got past her face. And she said, you never, this is to quote her, you never knew if they loved you or the fantasy of you or their fantasy of you. A man does not try to find out what's inside. He does not scratch the surface. If he did, he might find something much more beautiful. Or scary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He might find something much more beautiful than the shape of a nose or the colour of an eye. True. Hedy. True. If only they would. He would. Yeah, all of them. them. She was terribly unhappy with the the roles that she was playing. Mm -hmm. They were the same beautiful roles over and over and over. Mm -hmm. She campaigned to get a small role. She campaigned to get a small role in this movie called Boomtown. (laughs) Boomtown. It was actually just about the California gold rush. You know, the boom. (laughs) It boomed. Um, The movie itself was a tremendous success, huge at the box office. Um, Spencer Tracy was in it, I think one of the other men that's really good looking back then at the time. Anyway, she she got her small role and it showed that she could really act. Okay, so her career was secured then. She became incredibly busy. All the studio players were worked to the bone back then, like 
just worked to the bone. The studio gave her pills to wake her up, pills to put her to sleep. So, of course, she becomes – they were all Judy. getting it. It was the same. She yeah. would – and she, just like Judy, she became quite reliant wow. on them. Yeah. But that's not the story I'm going with either, okay? okay? Yeah. She was very successful. But this is where things get interesting, Annie. Dun, 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 dun. She was working all day, six days a week. As an actress, and every night, instead of sleeping or socialising, she would go home and work on her latest invention. She just, yes. she just loved to invent stuff. I love it. She's like, she had a curious mind, and she was being treated like a beauty. Oh. No one ever ever talked to her about her mind. No, no. It didn't matter because you know she was pretty. That's it. Not just pretty. She was beautiful. Why even talk to a beautiful woman? What was she inventing? What was she inventing? Inventing was her hobby. She met and became really good friends with Howard Hughes. Do you know him? Howard Hughes. I know of it. He was that billionaire airplane designer who was dating every woman in Hollywood. There's even a Leonardo DiCaprio film about him because, of course, there is. It's interesting. So, you know, do you remember that Leo DiCaprio film? I don't. Kate Blanchett won Academy Award for playing Catherine Hepburn in it. Brilliant. I can picture role. it, but what, what was the he was, film, film? He was, um, oh, Aviator? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, he yes, was yes. that billionaire guy that wanted to build the fastest plane in the right. world and he had OCD, like, so he's, you know, became a recluse and okay. was, you know, he loved him. They were really good friends. Oop, oop, oop. Okay, he decided he wanted, you know, to build the fastest airplane and sell it to the Air Force. Okay, mm-hmm. that was his dream. And she was so interested in his work and his mind. They'd have these, they would talk for hours about inventions, about smarty pants stuff. I think that's the technical smarty term. Smarty pants stuff. Smarty pants stuff. He took her through his factory and he, they, he would talk to her all about his models. He gave her her own inventing table um, and equipment for her house. So she could be at home at night inventing things and blah, 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 blah. Inventing tables. Yeah, inventing tables. So all the little chemistry stuff and the the mechanical, you know, the mathematical things. The smarty pants stuff. Yeah, like a protractor. Protractors. She had a protractor. (laughs) A compass and a protractor. Oh, my God, a compass. (laughs) He also offered his scientists to her. He goes, just if you have any... Any ideas? Yeah. Use them. They'll make it for you. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's so cute. Make the anyway. prototypes for, for you. Here yeah. You go. So, and they used to talk so much. It was her that came to him with two books, one on fish and one on birds. Okay. Yeah. She showed him the fastest bird and she showed him the fastest fish and she drew one over the top of the other. And he, Are you going to say that's like for the early plane? That's And he went, you are a genius. And he designed the first plane that had winged um, wings rather than square ones because of her. Wow. Because she said you need to do it like a fish for the tail and the body and a bird like the tail and the wings. Oh and he was like, Lord. so he went on and he did invent the fastest plane in the world. And then he is the one that becomes known. Absolutely. No one ever knew that about him. But she, but she, she came to him with how to do no, it. No, exactly. He still did it. He, that story he doesn't it. get told though, no. does it? No. no. Which is why they were doing this podcast. Exactly. So then That's what, amazing. Yeah, I know. I know. It's incredible. Like the... To listen to her talk about little things like that, she's like, yeah, 
No one ever knows that. No one knows that. She, I'm speechless. Oh, wait. Please, oh, you, ha- you have no idea what's to come. Okay. I'm so excited by your reaction because okay. you are going to lose your shit. Okay, I will. And now if there's any of you listening right now and you do know who Hedy Lamar is, let's just, you and I, have a little chuckle <laughs> about what Annie's about to find out because you know what she's about to find out. And it is, as you know, going to blow her freaking mind. Sammy, get the bucket and the mop. I'm about to shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anywho, so war breaks out. You yes. know that one, the yeah. little one, yeah. World War Two. Oh, yeah. The Germans were on the verge of winning the war. Yep. Their submarines could easily torpedo an outdated British ship. Mm. All right. They had the old stuff. They had – the British had technology on their um, ships and submarines that could easily be jammed. Right? Mm. And set off course. Okay, so let me explain this. Yes. So your ship communicates with a torpedo, right? Mm-hmm. So your ship has a torpedo, torpedo, mm. and it bombs people. It says, go well, on, it bombs go stuff. Bomb that yeah. ship. And they send it. So you want it to go one way, right? Yeah. But your enemy, if they're smart, finds the frequency with which you're talking to the torpedo, and they jam it. Which oh. the Germans just kept doing over okay. and over and over. So, so they're jamming the signal. They're not necessarily telling it to go somewhere else. Just they just jam it. And the signal the stops. So it, if so it, it like, will either go where it was going or it will just start to float, like go oh. somewhere. So, you know, torpedoes go under the water. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, it was Hedy. It was when Hedy saw an article about a ship that was bombed and it killed all 293 civilians that were on it, including 83 children, that she became really interested in the machinations of war. Mm -hmm. Hedy said that she did not feel very comfortable sitting there in Hollywood making lots of money when there were things in such a state. Mm -hmm. She said that she knew a good deal about munitions and various secret weapons. About what? (laughs) Munitions. Ammunitions? No, munitions. Munitions. Yeah, not ammunitions. There's just munitions. What's munitions compared to ammunitions? Um, Hang on, I'm going to... I'm interested. Look that up. Look up munitions. Military weapons, ammunition, equipment and stores. So I guess where you put the ammunition is in munition. Right. Okay. Okay. Ammo. Not ammo. Because ammo is... (laughs) But munitions is more. Is bigger. Is that your... Okay. That was your gun. Yeah, that was my ammo. Am I? <laughs> All right. Shush. Yep. Okay. Um, and that she was thinking seriously of quitting MGM and going to Washington, D.C. to offer her services to the newly established National Inventors Council. Mm. <laughs> Don't be silly. So- You're a woman. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. So she thought... Of creating a frequency hopping signal that could not be tracked or jammed. Right. Okay, so she conceived this idea and contacts her friend, composer and pianist George Antiel to help her implement it. Okay, together they develop a device for doing that. So when he succeeds by synchronising a miniaturised player piano mechanism with radio signals... Okay, so they draft designs for the frequency hopping system and then they patented it. Did it, did it, did it. Yeah, okay. that's a lot to take in. I don't know how that ha- works. Okay, but- so the frequency hopping was just genius. Think of a piano reel. You know a piano reel uh-huh. um, with all the dots and the lines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they make the piano keys play? Yeah, it goes thump, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. was the inspiration for her. See, uh, a frequency would go on one line. So yes. she went, well, what if we break them all up into dots and lines so they keep going bang, 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 oh, up from like one to Morse the other. Code? Like Morse code on, um, on, I guess, a piece of paper or whatever. So where the frequency has to hop from one to the other. So the, right. um, no one else can get into it because okay. you, okay. you can't chase it. It keeps changing. There's four right. ways it keeps changing. Okay, so, so she they was, never know what frequency exactly. is on, so they never know And just when to, they get it, yeah. it's gone to somewhere else. Okay? So she comes up with this on her own and her friend helps oh, her, shit. goes, yeah, like, let's make one. Let's draw it, make it, yeah. go and get it patented. They got it patented. Oh. Okay. I don't know how important patents are, yeah. don't we? Well, we do. So she offers it to the US Navy. But it's rejected and shelved. Oh. Classified as red hot, though. We said they said, "Oh, we like this journey. This is cute. This yeah. little thing that you've made." You know what they said? Oh, this is so cute. You know what they said? But it's it's too bulky, and it's oh, not it's useful. Bulky. A useful military technology. Yeah. What they really were saying that it was unlikely that an actress and a musician had come up with a technology they could use. And a woman. In actual fact, it was ahead of its time, and some say it could have shortened the war by. A year or more. Shut the front door. Yep. And it was the size of a watch face, that bulky thing. So they're dum-dums. <laughs> you know they what? They are dum-dums. You know what, though, she was persuaded to do then? What? Just go back to acting and start raising some war bonds instead. If you really want to help the war, Hetty, yeah. Lamar, yeah. why don't you just do something useful? Go and be so pretty she, again and stop she, using that brain of yes. yours. So she did things like dancing and selling kisses. <laughs> oh, she's a good little lady. Really putting yeah. that intelligence to good use, isn't she it? Used, oh. she, throughout the entire war, she did things like entertain the troops, oh, stuff like cute. that. Okay, so let's fast forward to the year 1962. Okay. Okay, where the Cuban Missile Crisis was going down. Now, don't ask me what the hell the Cuban Missile Crisis is. Okay, I don't know. Okay. We don't have time. Okay. Okay, Kennedy, all I know is that Kennedy was sending Navy ships to blockade Cuba. Okay. Don't know why. Okay. I don't know why. Okay, look it up Hedy discovered. that's a homework. Yeah, that's your homework. If you're interested, it's a whole other barrel of cats that we're not going down. Yeah. Okay, so Hetty discovers that all the US ships were equipped with frequency-hopped radios. Hmm. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Hang on a minute. That's my invention. I should get some money for that. Yes. Apparently, the way the patents are, they have a life, right? Yeah. So, therefore, they have an expiry date. Yeah. Okay, so if they're not used during their life, they expire. Right. Okay. Sad for Hetty. Yeah. It's yes. Very sad. But hang on. Unbeknownst to Hetty, they had given it to a contractor in 1955. When it was still in Peyton? Yes, still in Peyton, who was asked to create a Sonoboy. Mm. Okay. So it's a floating gadget that does okay. stuff in the water and yeah. it's like, Sonic. it's a radio thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So stuff that helps communication. Mm. He took the Peyton and he used it as the basis for communications. So the Sonoboy could pass secure info onto a passing naval plane. Right. Hmm. So that inventor, mm. his name was Rom- Romuald Shibor Machoki. Oh. Don't say that again. Romuald Shibor Machoki. Yeah. <laughs> and he did pay tribute to the Marquis Antille 
invention. She, that was one of her married names. She used that. So, right. she, it, you know, she would be taken more seriously. Yeah. Um, that, helped that helped him. He did pay tribute to the invention that helped him design the Sonia Boy. He wrote a letter of tribute that goes on to describe how he invented communications for drones with her invention. Drones that flew over the Vietnam over Vietnam during the Vietnam War. And for the first time they had the ability to switch frequencies rapidly and securely. And he says in his tribute, I, who was the only person that remembers those early applications of this concept, want to express my sincere admiration and belated thanks to Hedy Lamar. Wow. She should have gotten paid. She should have gotten paid rather than just a nice little thank you. According to US patent law, mm. as I said before, after mm. a patent expires, an inventor has six years to sue for payment. Right. Hedy didn't know. Oh, okay. shit. Okay, so by now we're up to the late 20th century. So it's about yeah. 1990 and there's this journalist, Fleming Meeks. Excellent name. Can I just... Fleming just, Meeks. Fleming Meeks. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Who sees that tribute. Yeah. And he gets in touch and he does an interview with Hedy. All about her life, her inventions, wow. and the patent. Yep. So it's all on tapes. The funny little side story of this, he lost those tapes, couldn't find them. Oh, and then dear. when he finally found them, they were behind the waste paper basket. He was like, oh, thank God I found them. I think this is an interesting story. Shit. So he writes an article for Forbes magazine. You know Forbes magazine? Yeah. It's the, it's I the know Forbes magazine. Money, money magazine. Yeah. You know, if you're one of the Business, Forbes 100 exactly. richest people, you're in Forbes. Okay. Yeah. So he writes an article for Forbes magazine about Hedy being a brilliant inventor and how she never got paid it was the first time the mainstream press released information of Hedy's work back in 1942 when her son rang 50 years later yeah when her son rang to tell her that people were interested in what she'd done she simply replied it's about time holy I mean mm. She's been biting her lip for that long. Yeah, and she was just used to it because you're a woman and you yeah. are used to things like that. Yeah, yeah. So the first people to pick up the story mm. were, with real interest were those in the communications industry because they realised frequency hopping was revolutionary. And he, what do you think that technology, frequency hopping, found its way into? Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. What was that? Radio? Well, it's already on radio, radio. yeah. What um, else do you think it found its way into? Mobile phones. Oh, that's a good one. Um, How about GPS, Wi-Fi technology, Bluetooth and military satellites? Just all of those. Billion dollar military satellites that provide protected... Secure communications for the President of the United States and high-priority military users. Oh, wow. The shit they trust their most important nuclear command and control messages with. Jesus. Okay? Jesus. So this is the basis that we are using right now. Yes. The Wi-Fi that's in my home right now yes. is on frequency hopping. Yeah. The GPS in your car, on your phone, mm. all of it. All because of... It's all because of Hedy. Hedy. Yeah. So the Navy and the satellite companies, that they decide to give her an award 
1997. Like a plaque. Yeah, a plaque. It was an actual plaque. You can see it. Stick your plaque up your ass. So they decide to thank her for coming up with the idea. Oh, thank you. Okay. They yeah. invite her to accept it, but she says no. By now she's a recluse. Like she never even yeah, talk, right. sees her kids or oh, her grandkids. Mm. She, um, she stays at home, only talks on the phone. So there's like 800 techie nerds in a room and while and her son decides to go, to, he says, I'll go and accept it on yeah. behalf. Um, and he's accepting her award. While he's accepting her award, his phone rings. <laughs> he looks at it and he goes, are you serious? And he, uh, he goes, it's my mum. And the whole room just kills themselves laughing. Oh, and wow. he answers it and goes, hello, how did it go? Well, I'm, I'm in the middle of it. <laughs> All, you've got to see oh, the footage. Wow. It's a brilliant footage because oh. she just hangs up. <laughs> then he plays um, on a, a mini disc yeah. player. He plays a recording of her um, uh, that he, when he's asked her, "What would you like to? What would you say yep. mm-hmm. about getting this award?" And she yep. says, "Thank you for the acknowledgement," and it was not done in vain. Oh. And at the end of the tape, he's still got it playing. He goes, okay. And she goes, love you. And he says, I love you too. Oh. You've got to see it. Like, it is the cutest footage. Oh. And everyone in the room is just like, oh, my God. She's, oh, wow. It's so adorable. So there's a new movie on stand called Bombshell. Oh, okay. The Hedy Lamar story. Oh. Okay, so I highly recommend you watch it because this has got all the information Unreal. that I'm talking about in a I lot more detail. Definitely going to watch that. Yeah. Oh, you will. It's it's blows your mind. Okay, so yeah. she never got properly paid no. for her invention. Although in 1997, a Canadian company, Wylan, mm-hmm. signed an agreement with her to acquire 49% of the marketing rights of her patent. Right. And so she did make a bit of money, yep. but it mostly came after her death. Okay, so she died just a couple of years later, just mm. a couple of days after um, the millennium happened. Right. She got to see a Viennese orchestra playing America, like PBS, they, during the, um, you know, when they do all the, ex- what are they called, fireworks yep. around the world? Yep. They had a Viennese orchestra playing oh. and she was so excited and emotional and she rang all her children and said, you've oh. got to keep, you know, and she died a couple of days later. Oh, wow. So she died peacefully in her sleep. There are so many things about this woman that you will find fascinating. That's the I most can't fascinating. Wait to watch she that. actually invents the first facelift. Oh, she says to the surgeon, "Why don't you just cut here, here, and here, and pull, pull that up?" And they're like, "Old um, surgeons now will say, oh, my God, yeah.' Like people always talk. Like all surgeons know it was her. It was her." Who's, it convinced her surgeon to do this surgery. Wow, what and a, skin, amazing! Like pull skin at your arm brain. and make the the incision, like the scar mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. so you can't see it. Mm-hmm. And they were mm-hmm. like, oh, "Okay." So she, um, you know, the the documentary will show you how she got married five times. She was arrested for shoplifting. <laughs> oh, free Winona. But that's all stuff that you can find out for yourself. Well, we'll finish off with this amazing. This is said at the end of this documentary by Hetty in her own words, yep. in her own voice, yep. on her son's answering machine. Before you do, Peter, sit down, please. Tap, tap, tappity, tap. He's all right. He's all right. Yeah, it's just a bit tappity. Anyway. Okay. I'll finish off with this. Mm. Said by Hetty at the end of the doco. In her voice, on her. (laughs) I will finish off with this. Okay. On your bed. Come on. 
On the bed. Let's go. Look. What's this on the bed? On the bed. On the bed. On the bed. God, he really listens to me, doesn't he? On Jokes. the bed. Come on. On the bed. On the bed. On the bed. Yay. That's nice. I will finish with this. I will finish with this. I will finish with this. Said by Hetty at the end of the doco in her voice on her son's answering machine. She thought it was pretty. It's a it's written by Dr. Kent Keith and Hetty thought, ah, oh, it's just pretty, I'm gonna say it. And I thought, oh well, this is very heady. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's called the Paradoxical Commandments. Have you heard of them? It's brilliant. No. People are illogical, unreasonable, and self-centered. Love them anyway. If you do good, People will accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Do good anyway. If you are successful, you will win false friends and true enemies. Succeed anyway. The good you do today will be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Honesty and frankness make you vulnerable. Be honest and frank anyway. The biggest men and women with the biggest ideas can be shot down by the smallest men and women with the smallest minds. Think big anyway. Mm. People favour underdogs but only follow top dogs. Fight for a few underdogs anyway. What you spend years building may be destroyed overnight. Build it anyway. People really need help but may attack you if you help them. Help people anyway. Give the world... The best you have and you'll get kicked in the teeth. Give the world the best you have anyway. That's it. Oh. Beautiful, That's isn't it? beautiful. I want to print that out and pop it on a... Pop it on your toilet door if you like. Pop it on the back of the toilet door. Oh, everyone needs that. That's it's lovely. No, I've never heard that before. It's lovely. No. And that story is amazing. Incredible. And Incredible. I had not heard of her before. Thank you for bringing her to our attention. A screen actress invented mm. Wi-Fi. And also the concept of the first plane. Let's not forget that yeah. small that feat small. Yeah. as well. Um, well, planes were already around, but they just had square wings. So, and, yeah, yeah, right. Yes, but that, that style of plane, yeah. A fast which plane. we all fly in these days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not right now, but... Um, incredible woman. That's amazing. Yeah. Incredible story that is one of the reasons I actually wanted to do Chick Street. She was one on on my list. Right. Yep. I remember finding out in about the noughties mm-hmm. that there was this hot, beautiful screen actress. Mm. And did you know she invented the internet? I just remember that. Wow. Invented the internet. The Wi-Fi. And I was like, is that? true yeah because it wouldn't surprise me if it is yeah and it is and it is oh, so good i'm gonna watch that movie yeah you'll love what's it what's it called again it's called bombshell, bombshell on story. stan it's on stan yes incredible incredible wow good on you you made it all the way through to the end so these are just the credity bits, but don't stop because these are important. Please rate, review and subscribe as it helps other people just like you find out about this podcast. Executive producers of Chickstree are me, Annie Potatoes and Evie Jones. Our producer slash editor slash water boy slash wine boy is Sam Peterson. 
Follow us on Instagram at chickstreet underscore podcast and email us at mychickstreet at gmail.com. Oh, and check out Sam's podcast, Confessions of the Idiots. It's great.